The following is a fourth-hand production. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. The Undead Walkers. Living dead, infected, lurkers, ghouls, or maybe just zombies. No matter what you call them, they're next on this special All Hallows Eve edition of Hysteria 51. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Welcome to Hysteria 51. Come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Happy Halloween and welcome to a reanimated edition of Hysteria 51. I am your co-host, Brent Hand, with me as always... John Goforth. What's going on, Gofo? Yes, we are finally doing zombies. This is the one topic that I know so much about, and I'm setting myself up for failure right now, but I love zombies. I love the whole concept of it. I've seen all the movies. Let's rock. Well, before we say hello to our third co-host, I guess we got to power him on. Yeah, I was. he was down on power, so go ahead and throw the switch, if you will. <laughs> Conspiracy Bob, what's going on, buddy? Not a gentleman. Just living the dream. You said it. Unless this dream turns into a zombie robot nightmare, then no thanks. I, I don't I don't I don't think zombies can take over robots, but No, I think actually uh if the shit goes down, you are our first line of defense. And by that I mean I am tripping you and trying to push you onto the horde that's chasing us. I'm just kidding. Don't kill me as I He's swear. turning red right now. <laughs> and who do we have over there for our special fourth host this evening? I'm David Pumpkins. Who? Who? I'm David Pumpkins. And I'm going to scare the hell out of you. Dynamic drop in there, David. So we're really looking forward to what you're going to add to the show this evening, which is, as we've stated about zombies, one of my favorites. I know John is super excited. He's actually wearing a Negan Sluggers t-shirt this evening because he's been celebrating the death of Glenn and Abraham. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't watched the show. You're supposed to say spoiler alert before it. No, you, no. You spoil it. Gotcha. The, the name of this episode is spoilers. So yeah, I yes, I am wearing a uh, loot crate shirt. I'm I'm a faithful loot crate fan, and not they're not even paying for that. Wow. Um, and uh, this month the T-shirt was a uh, it it kind of looks like a uh, you know a baseball shirt, only it's the Negan Sluggers get it, and <laughs> right. he's holding Lucille. Yeah, he uh, he showed up this evening in a Negan Sluggers T-shirt in a zombie mask. I also so- had. <laughs> Also did have a zombie mask. Go to our Instagram page. You will see me in said uh, said mask and said shirt. That is right. So we're in the spirit. 
and getting us in the spirit. We'll talk about spirits here. What you drinking over there? I am drinking some love from Lagunitas. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lagunitas Brewery. I love Lagunitas. I don't know love. What is this? No, it, well, I call it. Oh, love. I was, I thought we were experimenting on something new here. No, no, it's called brown sugar. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's, and, and I say sugar, not because I'm, I'm trying to be cool, but, but because that's the way in which it's spelled. It's S H U G G A apostrophe sugar. <laughs> and it is phenomenal. Oddly enough. And, um, I know. As many of you listening at home know, John and I grew up together. We lived together in college. Brown Sugar was my nickname in college, if you remember right. Wow. I I killed a lot of brain cells in college. I do not remember that. It was on the cool nights where you weren't hanging out. That's <laughs> Those when we had the most fun. You know. You know how it is. You could ask all our other friends, but they'd, they'd just lie about it. You know how they're dicks like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, remember them, I remember them calling you names, but I, I, I certainly don't remember... Moving on to me. <laughs> I am drinking the King of Beer's little brother, Bud Light. Hard to imagine I'd, I'd branch out into the Bud Light, but that's what I'm drinking this evening. Everyone listening at home is absolutely shocked. Bring out your best and then don't drink it because you have Bud Light. <laughs> I don't even know why we bother with this segment anymore. Literally, we're only six episodes in and it's already boring. No, it's not because every week you drink something different. Every week we usually have uh, multiple hosts and they all drink something different. I am just lazy and uh, I like going to what I know I like. Conspiracy Bot, what do you got? Changing it up this week, sipping on some cognac, enjoying those smooth yak flavors. Ooh, that's a little rough, buddy. Hope you don't have to get we, up early. We were, we, were, we were proud of you last week when you went with Miller Lite. Uh, this week, that... That's, I mean, that's almost worse than rubbing alcohol. Don't spill my yak, baby. We're worried. <laughs> Mr. Pumpkins, what are you drinking? I'm David Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, no. we know, but uh, what, are you, uh, what are you drinking? I'm David Pumpkins. Dynamic drop in there, David, once again. Good job. <laughs> can, can we ask one more time, what are you drinking? Ah. <laughs> Does that mean you're drinking milk? I I don't even understand oh, that. You know what? For the amount of money we paid for him to be here, I I'm not thinking we're going to get our money back. Our money's worth. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> That's kind of like conspiracy, bud. <laughs> so zombies, the soup du jour. So zombies is our topic this evening, and I think before we move on, we got to say what is a zombie, John? What's the uh, the go to elevator pitch on zombies? Of course, we'll talk about what it was in history and what it will be tomorrow. But as we all understand it right now, you know, a zombie is an undead life form. It was a person. It died and it was reanimated by one of various means, depending on what movie you watch, what comic book you read, what video game you play. It could be one of anything from a, a virus to a, uh, a nanobot. To a fungus, to uh, to a myriad of other options. The point being, it is an undead creature that is not making decisions for itself, but rather just following one thing and one thing only, and that's its hunger. Yeah, the, uh, primal uh, instincts, I, I think, would be a, a good way to put it. Like, it's, pure, it's it's cut down to its base needs. It's yeah, base is the best way to put it. Obviously, the only way to destroy them is destroy the brain. That's that's still the living hive of activity. 
I don't know, man. I knew a lot of people in college that I think didn't have a brain and they were still like functioning on like Funyuns and vodka. <laughs> Do we have to talk about me right now? <laughs> a little less known way to kill him. A lot of people don't know this. Really bad poetry. Kills their way to live. They just, they give up. Wow. Like didn't my, know that, did you? I, I didn't. Yeah, there's, there's, the more you know. There's one to put in your pockets, kids. Keep that with you. So, Mr. Pumpkins, what do you think? I'm David Pumpkins! <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of figured we were going there. In the U.S., we all know what zombies are, and zombie has become the go-to term, I think. So throughout history, zombies have had a lot of different names. Uh, zombies kind of the go-to now, or walkers if you're a big Walking Dead fan. Funny, though, in a lot of movies, they don't actually call them zombies. They, they call them walkers, shamblers, or whatever. But through history, they've had a lot of different names. John, why don't you tell us what they were known in China? Yeah, in China, they were called the Jingxi. It wasn't an exact zombie. It was a hungry ghost. It- <laughs> Which, you know, I, I've been there. Boo, give me a snack. <laughs> is that is that what... Uh, I'm Casper, the hungry ghost. You got any nachos? <laughs> is that what a booberry was? Uh, booberry. No, no, that's not. I ask you uh, not to so, repeat that. <laughs> so, so the Jingxi, uh, they actually attacked the living for not being buried correctly. So, you know, grandma dies and you're like, fuck, uh, we got a barrier. Ah, we don't have the money. Face down, ass up. That's the way we bury grandma. <laughs> I think, I think well, that's how the story goes, right? Had you done that, um, you would have been visited by grandma's Jing Shi. <laughs> Here's the thing. They are really, really hard to stop because they have on their side righteous rage. They, the, because they didn't do anything wrong and they, they got buried incorrectly. So they're like uh, those bastards that come to my door every week trying to sell me the card that gets me 10% off at the local Meineke. <laughs> like you cannot get them away and they just come and knock and knock and knock at the door. That kind of righteous rage. Um, not exactly. I need to sell 12 more to get to go on the trip. Please. <laughs> 20 bucks, mister. You don't even have to pay me today. I feel like you're using this podcast to extol things that I have thought of headshots a lot on those people. Mostly though, they're under 15 and I just gotta, you know, I throw them money, but wait, did you just imply that you were thinking about shooting 15 year olds? No, I didn't imply it. I stated it outright. (laughs) Let me, let me cut that out and just go to it. (laughs) There was one now, son of a bitch. Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. Thanks. I'm back. Uh, how did you, did this say how you dispatch? I'm like, well, here's the thing that it didn't really say how you dispatch them. It's really apparently hard to dispatch them. But the good news is they really only attack people that didn't bury them properly. So if you if someone dies on you and just bury them properly and you won't have a problem. Well, case closed. Now, can you dig them up and rebury them to get rid of them? Are we on to something there? Uh-oh, someone didn't do his homework. So if you don't have a podcast next week, you'll know that Brent and I figured out <laughs> a new line of work. Way yeah. hey, we rebury people to get rid of their jingxi. What the fuck is that word, jingxi? So what, are we are we 10, 15 minutes in before the accent came? <laughs> that was a little accent. Moving on to Arabia, my favorite Abia. 
is the ghoul. Uh, Did you hear that your second favorite abia, which is ABBA? <laughs> it's actually a- labia. Thank you is, very much. Is uh, reuniting? No. Are you serious? In 2018. Uh, because uh, John's nickname in college was Dancing Queen. So that's actually really special. that bring back memories for you for you johnny boy well it does because i don't know why you called me that over and over again like (laughs) no one else called me that and every time i walked in the room you'd try to but you can't make up your own nickname and sometimes they stick and i just went with it you'd run over to the computer and play it on uh winamp feel the beat from the tambourine winamp it really whips the llama's ass and why did your Winamp have a Britney Spears skin? <laughs> uh, thank you, late 90s college. I love it. So, moving to Arabia, ghoul. Uh, the ghoul were punishment for living a sinful life. This next part I love. Mostly women of ill repute. You were a lady of the evening, of the night. You hung out in the desert and called out like a siren and ate those you enticed out to you. So... Here's a tip. If you see a lady of the evening's ghost, don't walk out into the desert. She's going to eat you. Uh, also, real quick, in well, the well, original. Well, one question. Yes, sir. Before that statement, would any of our listeners gone, you know, I know that's the desert. And I know that chick looks like she's dead. But damn, can't she sing? I'm in. <laughs> David Pumpkins, what do you think? I'm David Pumpkins! Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, another thing with the ghoul term, uh, the original Night of the Living Dead, that's what they called the monsters. Ghouls. They weren't called zombies, of course. Ghouls. How's that for dropping in some knowledge on you? Dropping it like it's hot. Yeah. Could you say it's the more you know? I am just full of facts this evening. You're full of something. All right. <laughs> Scandinavia. In Scandinavia, the closest thing to a zombie was a drogger. In Scandinavian mythology. Which in Canada is a drunk logger. Is it the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, are you talking I got, about. Oh, I got puke all over my plaid, eh? <laughs> are you talking about Superman at the end of. Uh, yeah, I've been working out. Uh, so a drogger, according to Scandinavian mythology, it's an, it's an undead Viking with an unsatiable hunger for human flesh. Okay, now we're getting into hunger for human flesh. That's the first time that we've actually uh, mentioned ever, that. You ever just, you're in bed, you wake up, it's like 3.30 in the morning, you're like, fuck, man, I need a burrito. Like, just every once in a while, like, I want a fucking taco, and it's all you can think about, and you can't get it out of your mind. You got to go, like, you just get up, and you drive to Taco Bell, an all-night drive through and you eat it. I get it. Like, Sometimes there's a fucking hangover. My wife thinks I'm weird. I I, I do the same thing. So like, you know what? Like, God forbid I ever wake up and like I'm craving the neighbor. <laughs> I just need I need a little help and a peep. So my wife tries to stop me with with various tactics like uh, oh, we'll do we'll we'll get it in the morning or uh, you know ah, you don't want that for the calories. I wonder if she'd say the same thing if I woke up and it, it's not three. It's more like four thirty where I wind up getting up. That early anyway. Will she say, honey, stay in bed. The neighbor, way too many calories. (laughs) I don't care. Go do it. The neighbor, way too many calories. I mean, did you see the fat on him? I'll trim it, baby. I'll trim it. 
<laughs> so it turns out the uh, drawer can only be stopped by uh, one of two things. You can lure it into the ground. Hey, hey, you want to check this out? Come here. Hmm. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Gotcha. Oh, you stupid fuck. <laughs> You're a Viking, right? Yeah. Hey, have you seen this sword? Hey, like this, my gabagool, huh? <laughs> have you seen this sword? It's in the ground. Look, go look at it. No, you got to get closer. You got to get closer. Oh, I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm pouring dirt on you right now. <laughs> I yeah, I know you're a supernatural being. You're not going to notice this. <laughs> or it can be stopped by a supernatural hero. What, what, like, like, like Thunder Turd, Lord of the fucking Vikings? Like, who, who is a supernatural hero? I don't, I don't get that. Like, I was mean, there a designated supernatural? Do you any- mean, do you mean other than Ellen? <laughs> other than that, I'm not, I'm not sure. David? I'm David Pumpkins! Yeah, yeah, but. Well, but, you might be. But who is the actual hero? I'm David Pumpkins! And I'm gonna scare the hell out of you! It makes sense. It all makes sense now. So we're we're going to Britain for all you Leonardo DiCaprio fans. Revenant. A Revenant is a visible ghost or animated corpse that is believed to have returned from the grave to terrorize the living. The word Revenant is derived from the Latin word Ravinius. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> hey, 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 it's a Ravinian. Klaatu Verata and uh, it means returning. So we got Revenant there. And that's how we get the Necronomicon. <laughs> so right about that time when Revenants were about, there was a cleric. He, uh, his name was uh, William of Newburgh. He's considered by some people to be the first zombie hunter. There's something to put on your goddamn resume. <laughs> like, I've always wanted to be the first space pirate, but first zombie hunter is pretty impressive. Dude, seriously, you say your resume. What would a resume look like back then? Like, I mean, you have to spend years. It's just years. a fucking head. It is a fucking human head. No, no I'm talking about like papyrus. <laughs> like, you know, papyrus. You, you, you only have one shot at a resume. I mean, how uh, last back time, then, if you wanted a job, you just killed the dude with that job and you got the job. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, that's a really, really, really good point. So you walk in, hey, I'm. I'm I'm here for the cleric job. I'm I'm not sure if I'm I'm qualified or not, but you know, I I'd love for an opportunity to interview for Okay, I'm in. <laughs> that was easier than I thought. I start today. <laughs> I love me. So anyway, uh William Newberg uh did put one quote that is quoted often. He said, "One would not easily believe that corpses come out of their graves unless there were many cases supported by ample testimony. That's a given. That's William Newberg, everybody. Like his style. So those are some examples of zombies from the past. Now let's talk about current day zombies. <laughs> so we all know that current day zombies don't really exist. What? Yeah, no, what? I, this is horse shit. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to, to make I'm, anyone angry. Obviously, you've never been on vacation to Florida. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Nor nor have I been in various Facebook groups. Uh, <laughs> there, listen, the reality is that right now, while everyone loves the idea of a zombie outbreak, it hasn't happened. Uh, there are, but but however, let, let's talk about the things that have happened 
that have been either mistaken for or um, stupidly referred to as a zombie outbreak. So you can't you can't talk about zombies without talking about Haiti and without talking about voodoo because it goes one and right. Well, that's where the word came from. Pre pre George A. Romero ghouls. Uh, when you said zombie, people thought about things like the movie White Zombie or, or later on the book and the movie The Serpent and the Rainbow. Um, Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah. These are talking about people that usually induced with a drug. And I think they use the same – it's the same drug that's in like the blowfish. And what it does is it slows your heart rate, slows everything down to where if someone is to look at you, they go, yeah, this dude is dead. And they Well, ba- uh, let's let's be clear. If someone's to look at you not that closely. Yeah, it, well, I mean, I'm we're sure also talking about Brent, if I a, had, an impoverished third world country. I don't think they're bringing out the autopsy van. They're going, yeah, he's dead. Throw him in a hole. First off, if I had a handful of blowfish, I know like 14 people that pay me for that. But <laughs> if I had a handful of blowfish and I threw it in your face and I went so far as to actually call, um, you know, 911, they would know you're a lot, right? I mean, they, they would know that you are present. I would hope so. Like, but like we're talking but back also, then. No, I get it. Back we're then, not talking about calling nine one one. We're talking about calling Ubuntu, who lives in the shack down the street, who <laughs> like his great great grandfather was a a fucking shaman. So he's a voodoo practitioner by birth. David Pumpkins. What was your grandfather's name? David Pumpkins. <laughs> You're all the same name. That's awesome. So. It's one of those things where he comes in and, and you're laying on the floor and he goes, I got to talk to the bones, man. And he throws some chicken bones on the ground and goes, he's dead, man. <laughs> like, like, yeah, fucking, he's dead. And, and they take you and they, yeah, we bury, get it. <laughs> they bury you. And then the dude who, you know, blew the shit in your face that, that, that gave you the, the look to be dead digs your ass up. And then when you come to, they pump you full of so many fucking drugs that you're mindless zombie. And all you can do is be a slave. And there's actually talks about this happening in Haiti where people have died and they would use these people to, to collect sugar on the, the cane farms and people. So, so well, well, hold on. So people have been buried. Not that they have died. They've been buried that they thought and they were I dead. I think that's a, I think that's an important point to make. These people have not died. No, I said that it slows their heart rate down so people think they're dead. Think their family buries them. They're not dead. Their family buries them. They think they're dead. They get dug up by the person who administered the drugs to them and then they administer all the, administer all these other, other drugs that render them a quote unquote zombie. And there's talk about these people. They had been quote unquote dead. They were buried by their family. And then they were a slave on like a sugarcane plantation. And 12, 15, 16, 18 years later, the sugar plantation goes out of business. And there's Uncle Johnny who fucking died, you know, 18 years ago, walking down the street, shambling around like a zombie because he's been literally a slave for that entire time. That's fucking terrifying. That's just like the people, the the sex slave industry where they keep you drugged up and you get fucked by, you know, rich Polynesians until, until you're used up. Oh, you get used up and then they, they kill you. Haiti, man. Haiti. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't get it. I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, it, it's. You know, it's it's a few people that got some chemicals thrown in their face. I think the biggest seller for this is the fact that it is Haiti and people there believe in voodoo. So you think, oh, well, 
they said it's a dead body zombie, so it's a dead body zombie, and 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 we're gonna believe in that shit. And no one wants to to wake up eighteen years later and even working on the sugar cane, though you'd probably have a pretty good uh, tan and muscles. It's a good workout. Voodoo, hoodoo. You remind me of the babe. Babe with the power. Power of voodoo. You do. Remind me of the babe. You do voodoo. Fuck that. Let's go to something even scarier. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking terrifying. Bath salts. Legal all across the nation. Every time they change uh, the laws to make it illegal, they change a little bit of the formula and it's readily available. Now, it used to be, I can say around here, if you went to like your local head shop and shit, you could buy it. I don't know if you still can, but you can buy it online. And I actually looked while we were talking about this. You can buy it still online. Fuck that drug. So the main ingredient in bath salts is a, a chemical called MDPV, and it's got a name that's 5,000 syllables long, and I can't say. A conspiracy about, can you read that for us? Methylene dioxypyrovalerone dumbass. <laughs> you said it, buddy. Fuck you. Now, uh, you take this drug, and it raises your body temperature to the point where, like, you're cooking your brain. You're hallucinating. It literally makes you see things that aren't there. It makes you hear voices that aren't there. And it is terrifying to these people. And a lot of times they say that everyone around them they think is trying to fight them, harm them, shit like that. So we go to Dateline, Miami, May 26, 2012. Rudy Eugene attacked and gruesomely maimed a homeless man named Ronald Popo underneath a tram bridge crossing on the MacArthur Causeway in Miami. Everyone remembers this. This is when the cops came on a naked man eating another fucking human being. They shot him. Zombie. And he zombie, literally. Eh, 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 not, not, oh, oh, not quite oh, the same. Oh. Not quite the same thing, I don't think. So they shoot this motherfucker. He turns to the cops and growls. So they continue to shoot him until he (laughs) dies. And I got to think to myself, how would you like to be those cops standing there like, this is it. This is literally fucking it. Like you just been at home binge watching uh, some zombie movies the night before and you shoot some motherfucker who's literally eating another human being and he growls at you. This is it. It's fucking happening. I knew it. Here we go. So they kill this guy and no one knows why he did it. Like the, the police speculated that he was using bath salts, but they actually never proved it. I guess it's the only thing that made sense other than he's a real life, actual zombie that they, you know, he was patient zero and they caught it in time. So uh, other than that, they just figure, yeah, he was using bath salts. And then fast forward to this last year, 19 year old Austin Heruf, I think is how you say your name. Another dude out to dinner with his family, acting weird, decides he's going to leave the restaurant, walk home. And while he's on his way home, sees another couple in their garage, just fucking goes ape shit and kills them. Like bath salts. Hmm. That's the breakfast of champions. And so I hear you on bath salts. I, I was watching, uh, just to prepare for tonight's episode, I was watching in, uh, a Discovery Channel, um, believe it or not, Discovery Channel documentary on zombies. I was really unimpressed. So 
their big thing was talking about like how zombies could happen today. Wait, have they already happened? And the have they already happened was, was the exact case that you were just talking about. And so they got a, um, quote unquote zombie expert to walk over that, uh, that very bridge or, or, or you know, elevated whatever it was. The, the causeway. The, yeah. The causeway yeah. that that happened. And he kind of looked around and he said, yeah, you know, I could, I could see it. I, I could see a zombie thing happening here. <laughs> I'm an expert on zombies. Really? Why? I've read every Walking Dead twice. <laughs> like, oh, well, <laughs> it checks out, Dave. Bring them in. And he did have one of those kind of like those fishing hats that are rolled up on the sides. Well, then. What do we yeah. call those? I, uh, boonie hats. Yeah, or, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so he had one of those. As you do if you are a you know, expert in any field, really. That's the way it goes. I'm, I'm also willing to bet he could catch a fish with just a hook. <laughs> it's probably safe to say. Mr. Pumpkins? I'm David Pumpkins! Yep. <laughs> so moving on, what we got with Devil's Breath? All right, so Devil's Breath is one of those things that has been talked about a lot. Also a, known as scopelamine, I believe is how yeah, they yeah, pronounce uh, it. As a real thing and also as a fake thing. Uh, it's definitely known as a real thing, uh, as a as a motion sickness drug and, and even a, a post-operative nausea uh, and vomiting preventative drug. A little less known is when it's uh, in much higher doses. It it it, it comes from a, a plant called the Boracero shrub. That'll uh, win you some Scrabble. Yeah, <laughs> the bor- Boracero for a hundred and thirty seven points, please. <laughs> so the Boracero shrub. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's pulverized down into powder, and according to urban legend, uh, if you blow it in someone's face, they pretty much become your zombie. A la Serpent in the Rainbow, when the dudes. <laughs> that's one of the things. That, that's one of the scenes in the movie. Yeah, much different drug. Yeah, but very, very know, similar. Similar reaction. tactic. There are stories of people losing a lot of time. Like, for instance, a, a woman who was on a bus that had this particular drug, you know, blown in her face. Woke up three days later, middle of nowhere, bleeding, half naked, and her infant son that had been in her arms, gone. Or like me, when I went and saw the new Independence Day movie, it's just time you're never going to get back, and you can't really make up for. Which is really weird, because you showed up with an extra child in your hands. <laughs> well, anyway, I never pass up a deal, John. I never pass up a deal. <laughs> Do you know what these get on the open market? So it's kind of like a um, an Uber roofie. Yeah, that's essentially what they say. But at the same time, these are all anecdotal. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? The one thing that we do know. The best know, stories are. The one thing that we do know is it might be a lot of fun to get this drug, chop up a bunch of it, and blow it into each other's face. I don't really want to be around you blowing things. That's just That's just one of my rules. You know how medic alert bracelets where it's like allergic to penicillin? Mine says like, don't be around John when things are being blown. I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to pass on that. Thanks for the offer, but uh, I think I'm going to let that one slide. Conspiracy bot. Keep your weird robo finishes away from me, gofo. I don't think it's going to work with him, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and then we've got on top of that experiments in the revival of organisms. This is a fucking crazy one. And you'd think it's from. Florida, but it's from Russia. So there was these 1940 cats. Russia. Yeah, 1940s cats. And you remember like you watch those those movies where 
<laughs> movies of people going to the movies in the forties where they're, they're watching like anti-Nazi propaganda films and, and, and all hanging out. Well, this is the same kind of thing, black and white propaganda film of these like Russian scientists draining dogs of all their blood, letting them die and then refilling them and bringing them back to life. Conspiracy Bob, let's get a little highlights from the video. As you can imagine, technique is everything. Long ago, science established the fact that animal organs and tissues isolated from the whole organism can be maintained in a living state. But in order to achieve this, special artificial conditions must be created. Isolated organs can be brought to life even though they've been removed from the animal's corpse sometime after death. Here's a dog's heart. It can function as well in artificial conditions as in a living organism. And for this purpose, blood is introduced into the cardiac vessels. The isolated heart beats just as it did a few hours previously in the living dog. An animal's head can also live in the isolated condition. The artificial blood circulation ensures the metabolism necessary for the life of the head. The isolated head lives on for hours and reacts to external stimuli. The isolated head even reacts to light and to sound. Fuck that mother Russia. What are you doing? I mean, I guess that's something that's great to have in your back pocket, but that's not one of those things you really want to go to human trials. It's not, it's not a, it's not a boner drug or antidepressant. It's yeah. Let's, let's kill Johnny here and uh, see if we can bring him back. Oops. Next. If you couldn't tell from the, uh, the, the sound that you just heard or Brent's, uh, random female screaming, (laughs) you (laughs) literally just witnessed something back in 1940 where they took the head of a dog and kept it alive. At least that's what the video purports. And, and here's the thing. This is one of those things that's like, is it true? Isn't it true? It's well done. It's been around for a long time, too. Like, this isn't like one of those things that just popped up five years ago. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, you know what? Suspension of disbelief. We're going to say, hey, maybe they were. (laughs) Well, there's also talk about this shit going on with the Nazis in World War Two, and they were losing a lot. Yeah, but the Nazis don't have a video like this. Well, no, but they they were. This is true, though. The The Nazis were losing a lot of airmen. They would go down into water and they would freeze to death. So they were actually doing experiments on the Jewish population that they had, freezing them, killing them, and then trying to bring them back to life. So it's not exactly the same thing, but it's equally fucked up. And they weren't doing it to dogs. They were doing it to people. So no matter how evil or gross this sounds, it was going on. Fuck that. I I guess the reason we bring this one up is apparently from the video, they were at least in one regard or another somewhat successful. So we're going to go to break real quick, and when we get back, we're going to talk about zombie apocalypse. Is it possible? Is it something we really need to worry about? Zombies in nature and zombies in pop culture. We'll be right back with more Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. 
I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So. It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. 
$45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back to this Halloween edition of Hysteria 51 with... <laughs> zombies. So there's a few different ways that zombies might happen in the future. The first, and perhaps the most obvious, is mad cow disease. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Dynamic drop in there, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so mad cow disease is a prion disease. It takes over the body of the infected. And it has all the classic symptoms. Uh, they lose their balance. Their uh, changes in gait, hallucinations, lack of coordination, like you just said, stumbling and falling, muscle twitching, myoclonic jerks or seizures, rapidly developing delirium or dementia. Crazy. And actually, it's got another name, which I don't even know how to say this properly. Uh, Kreutzfeldt Jacob disease? Kreutzfeldt Jacob's disease. Uh-oh, I was way off. Christfeld Jacobs disease. Ah. That is a mad cow right there. So it's not something that humans don't have the same mad cow as mad cow, but shit always changes. It's, you know, viruses are always mutating. You never know what can happen. So this is well, one of those diseases that they always think if it did, well, maybe, maybe we'd have some zombies walking around. It takes one evolutionary step for that for that disease to turn into something a whole lot different. Thanks, Professor X. <laughs> so another thing that uh, you know a little bit more about than I do, fungus. Fungus. Yeah. So um, so zombies. Wait, are- that sounded kind of dirty. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you're dirty and you have funguses. I just mean you research fungus and I didn't. Go ahead. I apologize. Can you explain that to my wife, please? <laughs> so fungus. Um, He's a fun guy. Oh, oh hey, hey. No. there are a bunch of different insects in Africa. They get taken over. They don't get taken over by another animal. They get taken over by a fungus. This fungus is called Ophiocordyceps. Well, that's a mouthful. If I said that correctly, Ophiocordyceps is a fungus that goes straight to the brain of the insect and makes said insect let's use um let's use an ant as an example i think ants is what what they talked about it affects prominently it hops into the brain of an ant the ant is forced to to jump to the top of the twig and bite down on it as hard as it can and just sit there and die after it dies said fungus expands out of the inside of said ant and, and grows these little tendrils out and, and then tries to propagate even further. But you're talking about a fungus. I mean, you're not even talking about an animal. So it's it, like a fucking chest burster or something from Alien. Like it gets inside you, you die, it bursts out and procreates. Here's the creepiest part. These fungus have been known or fungi have been known to infect more ants when they find uh, a, a normal trail of ants. So, you know, you, you're at the, the family picnic and, Oh, look, there's a trail of ants. That's like, that's like where they sit. That's their thing. You know, this particular fungus wants to figure that out and then make that ant that has the fungus grow out of it crawl up on the, on the twig above, above where that trail is 
so that whenever it explodes out of that carcass it of its brother, how is a fucking fungus like <laughs> next in my plan? I will like, how is it plotting this? How's it? I'm sure there is fucking scientific research that says how I just don't understand it. It's not plotting it. It just does it. That's the scariest part. <laughs> so it's, it's something that plots you could convince to do otherwise. Something that just does, does. It just, well, how's that work? It just does. That's like the fucking answer my parents used to give me. Why can't I go? Cause I said so. How do those, how do those fungus kill all those ants? It just does, you cocksucker. Get over it. And that's why we use bleach <laughs> on everything. That's right. So, <laughs> and, and then we mix in ammonia. Uh, so speaking with going straight to the brain. Brain parasites, which are called Toxoplasmosa gondi? Gondi? I'm terrible with pronunciations. Uh, Toxoplasmosa gondi, uh, one of the more well-known brain parasites in the, in the zombie world lives in the, in the brains of rats. Yeah. And this one was actually really fucking crazy to me. So this, much like the fungus, gets in the brain of rats, and it literally makes the rat programmed to go get itself fucking eaten. Because the only way this thing can, like, gestate, I guess, is in the intestines of cats. So how do you get into the intestine of a cat? You fucking get in a rat, and you go, hey, buddy, guess where we're going? Fucking Cat City. And they just, they go to cats and get eaten. It's like the horror movie version of Inner Space. So here's the fucking even more terrifying. So this thing gets inside a rat. It can only gestate in a cat. It sounds like a bad nursery rhyme. I don't know why I swallowed a fly. One half, 50 fucking percent of the human population is infected with this fucking parasite. 50%. So we're going back to what we we're talking about earlier. All it takes is one little jump in evolution and we are running to get eaten. Or maybe we were the ones doing the eating. I got a quarter right here in front of me. We're going to flip a coin. Tails. I don't have it. Heads. I do. I don't have it. No parasites in me. Wait, wait there ain't no bugs on me. There ain't no bugs on me. Here we go. So you want heads for yes or tails for yes? Uh, tails. Tails. You got it. You got it. <laughs> But wait a second. Ladies, I'm clean. He's infected. It's just saying 50 fucking percent. He's been telling women this for years. It hasn't worked. 50% of all the fucking people in the world are infected with fucking rat brain cat gut syndrome, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is that Toxoplasmosa Gandhi? Gandhi. Is that the official term? Yes. Rat brain. If you call the CDC and say, cat I got that gut. rat brain cat gut shit, they go, well, sir, 50% of all people have rat brain cat gut shit. Isn't that, isn't it fair to say that, that kind of sounds like a hangover I had? I like don't know why she ago. swallowed the fly. <laughs> John, how you feeling? Man, I got a rat brain hat. Yeah, it's kind of so, like cat gut. I, I don't know. So if this hasn't been enough crazy horror for you, we're going to throw a little science fiction, which is actually science fact at you with our last feasible uh, little tidbit here nanobots the wave of the future like i thought it was going to be uh astronaut ice cream for the longest time 
Turns out it's nanobots. I've been putting my money in the wrong place for years. So nanobots are, are molecularly sized. So the size of molecules, robots. Depending on what you read and, and, and what you subscribe to, it, it could be an actual bacteria or virus with, uh, with basically a jetpack on it that's, that controls it. <laughs> it's not, not exactly. Or but- it could be a, an actual robot the size of a molecule. Right. It's one of the two. So scientists have already created a nano cyborg, which is just fun to say. Hey, uh, what'd you do today? I created a nano cyborg. Oh, and I had that tune on right at that new place. That deli is delicious. No, no. Back to that nano cyborg. They that, fused was, was that the Russian deli? It was. Hey, hey, you want a number six? I'm down with a P. Hey, what's up? I'm Russian. <laughs> down with a P. <laughs> By fusing a tiny silicone chip to a virus, the first thing they found out is these cyborgs, quote unquote, can still operate for up to a month after the death of the host. Notice how nano scientists. <laughs> That's some turbocharged shit right there. Let's say that they expand this and it's not just, it's not just a virus. They can teach these nanobots to do other things. The person dies. It's still working for a month. You got a month's worth of zombie there. They get, maybe they can teach it to, you know, work on neurons in the brain or fire, you know, muscle spasm, shit like that. That sounds so far fetched right now. And there's probably a scientist out there. If they listen to this, be like, this guy's fucking. Like we're way beyond that. Here are my two thoughts on kind of currently working models of of a potential apocalypse. Number one, uh, nanobots. I, I I agree with that being a possibility in the sense that any advanced robot technology, I suppose, could eventually become sentient. And if that's up to and including our molecular friends, yeah, yeah cyborgs, yeah, they, they they're going to try to propagate their species. So. Imagine for a moment, um, uh, you got nanobots inside you and they want to propagate their species. All of a sudden they take you over and they decide what they're going to go bite people to let more nanobots onto other people. Okay. Got it. Zombie freaking apocalypse. There it is. Boom. It's happening. Uh, the second, you know, you've got some sort of Chrisfield Yakov slash. You know, Yakov Smirnoff. What? What the fuck are you talking some about? Sort of, you know, evolution of a, of, of a certain type of disease. Uh, it's not that far fetched. It, it really no, 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 no. For a disease and, to and, cause. And and when I started when I started thinking about all of this, uh, I don't know when I was eleven. <laughs> it's like okay, that doesn't make any sense to me because you've got a dead body, and dead bodies don't reanimate. And I I kind of agree with that. I don't I don't think that if we ever have a zombie apocalypse, I don't think it's going to be people crawling up from graves six feet under. Uh, like, but it's more like 28 days later, like a rage virus, things like that, where you have no control. Right. They, they and maybe don't, you don't have, you don't feel pain. So I shoot you and it doesn't stop you until you, you and nor brain. do I care about the outcome of, of whatever I'm doing. No, right now. Yeah. You have no, no thought of self-preservation. So the, the point being that, that while zombies could, I think could be very real, I just don't think they'll be real in the way that we love. So. The way that we love. love them, no, the way that we love them is the zombies that we've been force fed or, or, or trickled down to us through pop culture, which is really the meat of this. Like we, we want to get into what we love zombies that we've grown up with. And you can't look at zombies without looking at all the zombie movies. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with some of my favorite zombie movies, John. Um, I picked three. My favorite zombie movie of all time. Now I think we couldn't do this without stating 
Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. George A. Romero set the bar. Before that, zombies were the Haitian style, the um, the voodoo practitioner, white zombie move. You know the movies like that. I feel lucky. I feel really lucky in my life. Um, I'm I'm 36 years old. I was born in 1980, and somehow I avoided all of the other zombie movies. Before I went, the first zombie movie I ever witnessed was Romero's original. I truly feel blessed for that because it's an, it's an amazing movie. Yeah. For what it is, it, it is. And, and you know what? Even though it is dated, it still holds up. It's still a really fun movie. And there's a lot of people that will go out and say that they prefer the 1990 remake. It's in color. It's this, that, and the other. It's just a fun movie, but I, my favorite zombie movie of all time is a George A. Romero movie. 1978 Dawn of the Dead. So the follow up to Night of the Living Dead. It's in color. Not that that matters, but it, it does to me a much bigger budget. They're in the, they, they've got a helicopter. They're in the, uh, the mall and they're making so, it their own. So you say it matters to you. You, you don't get the creepy. You, you're not buying into the creepy part of. The original. Well, the creepy part of the original was, you know, a lot of it to do with <laughs> they f- they so, film in black and white and they ain't got to worry about what color shit what is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I do yeah. get it. It is creepy, but, you know, that's yeah. I really like Dawn of the Dead. When I think of a zombie apocalypse, what's the thing? I, I don't think about I'm running down the street and I'm getting eaten or I'm trying to do this. I always think like I'm holed up somewhere, you know, like that's where your mind goes. Like you're held up somewhere. You're making it. And that's what this movie was like. They went to a shopping mall. They made it theirs. People came and ruined it for them. And it wasn't the zombies that ruined it. It was other people. It was like that roving band of uh, an army ruined it. And every good zombie flick, zombies are always the um, other than Night of the Living Dead. But even in that one, too, in the original, zombies are a nuisance. It's the humans that you got to watch out for, you know, and that's what I love. So Dawn of the Dead. My second favorite movie is of the genre, uh, very different tone, Return of the Living Dead, which when I was a kid, so it came out in 85, and when I was a kid, I watched this, I was confused because I thought it was a sequel at first, but it wasn't like the zombies are talking and they're intelligent, and I, I, I you can't kill them. Like, you hit them in the head and nothing fucking happens. You chop them up, nothing. You incinerate them, they go up in the clouds, it rains down, they fucking go into a to a a uh, graveyard mo zombies you know so it's like it's this, like a trauma movie yeah exactly it's like it's like the um empire strikes back like it's ends on such a downer they everyone the town's getting overrun by zombies okay we're gonna nuke it goes up into the atmosphere rains down on them more zombies and we were talking in the very beginning of the show you said where did that brains come from brains in this was where they keep going brains, brains, and they actually strap one of them down. It's like this torso, and they ask them like, "What's it? What's it like?" And they say they can feel themselves rotting and they can feel themselves dying. And when they eat brains, I don't know if it's the electrical impulses or what. It makes them not hurt. So that was kind of a horrifying <laughs> way to explain it. So where are we heading for dinner? Right. It was also directed by uh, Dan O'Bannon. Uh, he was a writer of. Alien, and he wrote a couple of the pieces in Heavy Metal, kind of a guy who was all over the place, especially the B-17 part in Heavy Metal, which was the zombie feature inside there. Uh, 
I just really like the comedy spin to it. Uh, my third favorite, staying very close to this, same year, 1985, Day of the Dead, the original. I hate the remake. I fucking hate. I cannot tell you how many times hate the remake. Day of the Dead, the original, it's this fucking dark George A. Romero tone. There, a lot of people don't like it. They're in this bunker. It's years have gone by. They're stuck. People are angry. People are fighting with one another. Uh, it just starts over and the, the colonel had died and the new guy takes over. They're training the zombies to, um, do simple tasks to, to try to, to make them nonviolent. It's just a down, I guess I really like downer movies, you know, and, and, uh, the bad guys in this one are 100% the, the humans. I just loved it. And funny thing, if you go out there, go online and research or look up George Romero's original script, completely different movie. And I've actually read it and then go back, read it, then watch the movie. There's a lot of the similar uh, tones, very different movie. So those are my three, what you got. All right, so my number one favorite zombie movie ever is the remake of the classic Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it was remade in 2004. Uh, you've probably seen it if you're listening to this, but if you haven't, uh, Ving Rhames is in it. <laughs> With Mr. Ty Burrell, uh, Phil Dumphy himself from Modern Family playing a complete asshole in that movie. So he sits and, and looks at the camera. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Pretty much going to throw all of these people to the zombies. That's pretty much what I'm planning yeah, on. He was just a fucking asshole. He's like, yeah, and then he we awful. can, uh, then we can like, uh, sail off in my boat. They're like, you have a fucking boat? <laughs> like, what? Like, he was just a dick. He was a dick. Holding on to that key till the very end. No, the, uh, my favorite zombie movie out there. It, it just kind of hits on all good points. It starts in, in middle America. You don't know what's going on. You figure it out real quick. However, it's not one of those a million different zombies descend on right here, right now. So there's no way to get out. Um, because I, you know, I don't think that if, if there ever were a, a zombie apocalypse, I don't think it would happen in 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but think she got crazy real fast in that movie it did, in a good it did. way, in a good way. It happened within 12 hours. Yep. Uh, went to bed. In one way and woke up and another. She woke up and, and guess what? Yep. Her, her shit hit the uh, fan. The, the neighbor kid and her husband were trying to kill her. Yep. And, uh, it, it was just, it's just a great flick and it, it's, it's well produced. Um, like, like even, even simple things like the intro, uh, are yep. just so enjoyable. Uh, Johnny Cash and the end of the movie. Once it, once the movie's over, there's still like extra clips and extra sound. I mean, man, it's just, it was just well done. My second favorite zombie movie is one of the more well-known ones, 28 Days Later. And that is one of those movies that a lot of people say, zombie question mark? And I, I do throw it in. I do throw it in with a zombie because they're not dead. So technically, I guess, you know, they're not the undead, but they are the rage virus. They are the rage virus and they are, it's so enjoyable to see what a group of people will do in that circumstance. And, and I think that also makes a great zombie flick. Like it, it's not just about what disease do they have. It's also about what do they do in this situation and, and how do they handle it? 
Yeah, it's a fun, it's, it's, it's amazing flick. The, the follow up wasn't quite as good, but it was enjoyable. And I, and there's been a lot of talks of a 28 months later, which I think would be a, I think they should do it. Oh man, I would love that. So my last one is a remake of a Romero. I don't know if you call it classic, but, uh, awesome Romero flick, the crazies, but I'm talking about the new one. I haven't seen it. Is that the, is Timothy Oliphant in that? Is that the one? Justified. Yeah, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the, uh, he's the main dude in it, and it is awesome. Uh, it is not a, uh, a traditional zombie flick in the sense that it's a virus that, that, that spreads. It's, it's a lot more something else that I, I don't want to ruin for everyone. Uh, if you haven't seen it, would you I, say it's, oh, I, I seriously, I, I don't want to ruin it from everyone because it, it was not a very well received flick. I feel like a lot of people I've talked to about this have not seen it. So I, I'm I not, have not, have not at all. I've never even seen the original. Right. So I have no, well, nothing the, about the original it. Is, is probably not worth watching unless you're really into, <sighs> I don't of, know, man. I, like, are, 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 I like Dawn of the Dead, the original, better than the than the remake, and I, I definitely like Day of the Dead, and this is in Romero's prime, so who knows, though? Who knows? Um, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, the original is really bad. Yeah. But that said, either way, check it out. So, David, what's your list? I'm David Pumpkins! Yeah, but, like, what's your favorite, like, at least give us one, like, what's your favorite movie? I'm David Pumpkins, and I'm going to scare the hell out of you. All right. All right. We're going to go with that then. Okay. What's your second favorite movie? Uh, No, no. We're done with you. So, John, I got an important question. I got to do this. I would be doing our listeners a disservice if I didn't ask you, what is your favorite type of zombie? Slow? Or fast. You got to tell me. No, him, Han. Hit me with it. My favorite type of zombie is a slow zombie. I agree. My favorite zombie is a slow zombie. Though, in a realistic setting, I think fast zombies would probably be way more terrifying. There is something about the shambling hordes of just literally hundreds of thousands, millions, billions of these things that never stop. They are unstoppable. That makes it terrifying in and of itself. So I'm glad you went that way. I'm glad. Yeah. They are the moving plankton. So outside of the movies, which everyone's seen, we got to talk about walking dead. We, you're wearing your Negan sluggers t-shirt on right now. That is a juggernaut of television. Like people that I never thought would watch that kind of show. My father, before he passed was his favorite show. He loved to yell at it. Um, cause he thought they were idiots. Why the fuck are they doing that? That just doesn't make any sense. But, you well, know, and he's right. They are idiots. And I actually, I'm a big comic book geek. If you ever go to our Instagram, you can see the background in our studio is filled with comic book bullshit. Green Lantern bullshit only. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you act like, you act like there's anything other than Green Lantern. <laughs> That's my man. But, um, I've been reading The Walking Dead. I came in in about around book 10 of the original, and I've been reading it since then. So I have everything but the 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 episodes or the everything but the issues that are worth the most money. <laughs> I've got them all. Uh, so I've been a huge fan forever. I know you watch it. It's just a, a fun show. So Walking Dead, the books, fantastic. The show, fantastic. Um, I think 
a lot to do with the reason the show's so good is the casting. It's impeccable. It's such a high budget and, 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 and fun show. I also think that they're, um, everyone hates it, but at the same time, their, their lack of their willingness to kill off people that you've come to love. Is that what you're saying? Their lack of connection to character. No, but yet the complete connection to yeah, character at say, the same I, I time think- is, is amazing. Like, the moment they kill a character that you've only known for four episodes, you get really upset. And yet at the same time, can you imagine the world with all of those characters they've introduced over the course of seven seasons? No, the, sh- course, the show would suck. It, yeah, it would, it would be suck. awful. Of course you've got to kill them off. But the way in which they do it is amazing. They are so good at it. So another book, moving away from the television show and – and sticking with the book genre, not to, not the comic book, World War Z. And I am not talking about that piece of shit movie that w- name alone. World All War right, Z. We're going to fire right now. All right. Here, here's the thing. I've read the Max Brooks book. That's good. It's fine. The fucking movie was terrible. It, and you know what? Maybe I, maybe I am a, a biased opinion because I love the book so much, but it was World War Z, an oral history of the zombie war. And then they took that and made a movie that had nothing to do with that book and just tagged on World War Z. So people like me went to see that movie because they thought they were getting World War Z and it royally pissed me off. All right. So royally first, pissed me so off. So first off, you're lying because you knew a year and a half before the movie came out. That it, what the fucking story was going to be. No, I didn't. No, I knew that they, they had made the story and then they said, oh, we have issues and they went back and refilmed a bunch. But I figured they were going to go down a lot of the story ways that were in the book and they didn't. Some of them, you know, Israel and things like that. There were little tidbits to it. But no, they just threw the entire thing out the window. I did not enjoy that. Movie. Uh, see, I loved it. I, I, I love the fact that they that it all tied together. So and, I'm not I'm not talking about the movie real quick. I'm talking about the book. The book is not everyone's cup of tea. It is an oral history. It's a guy interviewing 30 people about what happened to them in the zombie apocalypse. It's not a concise story. They don't all tie in at the end. Everyone is just telling, I was here. This is what I went through. I was on a submarine. I was clearing out the underground tunnels in France. I was stuck in the woods somewhere. I was doing this and that. You got to be into that kind of storytelling. And I really enjoyed it. The movie was a Brad Pitt vehicle where they just wanted you to stare at him with long hair. <laughs> all right. So I get what you're saying. Uh, I don't agree with it. I um, I also read the, the book a couple times. Um, I, you know, I, 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 the book bothered me. I understand why the book was so popular. The part that bothered me about the book is that it doesn't tie together in the end. It, it's fiction and, and I want fiction to tie together. All right. So they made a, they made a movie. Okay. What, what's going on with the movie? Okay. It's Brad Pitt. Oh, everyone's, everyone's angry. Well, we can't. Have possibly have Brad Pitt as a, in a zombie movie. Well, why? Why not? Because it's a piece of shit. Go back and watch World War Z again. <laughs> is it a bad movie? I, I don't think it is. I and if I've you watched do- it, I, I watched it in the theaters. I've seen it a couple times since. I just I can't. Maybe like I said, it's a biased opinion. I can't. Moving on. I'd like to point out that you just that you just said Return of Living Dead from 1985 was. One of your top three zombie movies ever. Because but- I saw it as a child and I enjoyed it. And I didn't read Return of the Living Dead. And it was a fucking a story about, you know, 
something other than what the movie is about completely different. Like it's, it is what it is. I love the schlock feel, feel of it. All right. So World War Z uh, was trying to be a blockbuster and it was just a, it bust. wasn't trying to be a blockbuster. It was trying to be something consumable. The reality is that that book, while it's, are good, you telling not, me they didn't want that to be a blockbuster? The, the reality is oh. that, that that book is not consumable as a movie. No. So they shouldn't have made it. Exactly. I agree. Hundred percent. That should never have been made. They if they made World War Z and called it uh Outbreak or you know fucking the apocalypse. Well, exactly. That would have been okay. I would have been okay with it. But instead, they paid millions and millions of dollars to use the t- name World War Z, and they did nothing. That's what bothers me. That's what I'm saying. Like that'd be like me making a movie called fucking John Goforth, and it's about ballet. Spoiler alert, John isn't in the fucking ballet, but you know what? We wanted to use his name, so we went ahead and fucking bought it. Like, no, like, that's that's bullshit. That's well, I, why. I think you're being a little extreme here, because it is a zombie movie. You're you're right. It is a zombie movie, but and, that's and, all that it shares. And they do a really good job with it. It's a really good zombie movie. It's not even a how good many, story. How many fucking zombie movies have you seen that are actually good? Dawn of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dead Snow, Dead so, Snow so, Two. So you, uh, you really, are, Dead are, Girl, are you, Warm Bodies, Maggie. Are you really Maggie. going to tell? Are you really going to tell our listeners that Dead Snow is a better movie? I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed. I didn't ask that. Yes, it's a better movie. It has a better story. Yes, I will say that right now. Well, listeners, I, I apologize for him because I, that is that is. Mm, Anyone with a pulse, anyone with a pulse should know that World War Z, the movie is fucking shit. Shit, I say. Making him angry. He's giving me the stink eye. It's, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it is certainly better than dead snow. The only other point that I wanted to make is I really don't like movies like Warm Bodies. If you've seen Warm Bodies, it's one of those. Where they try to make the monster, quote unquote, into the, the protagonist. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it when they do it. I hate it when they do it in Twilight and I hate it when they do it here. Uh, I think they do it here in jest. I, I think they do it here. It like to be funny. But I don't it, know what it, that movie was trying to be. I don't know if it was trying to be a love story. I don't know if it was trying to be a comedy. I don't know if it was trying to be a horror movie. It, it did everything a little bit. None of it great. Yep. Uh, agreed. Uh, uh, along the lines of doing everything weird and none of it great is Maggie. Yeah. I had such good. Speaking of, did you ever think you'd see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a zombie movie? Well, nor did I expect. I'm just so tired. Oh, it's not the first time, but it won't be the last of, oh, we're in the middle of America. Let, let's go find what the heart of America looks like, sounds like. Oh, it's Austrian. It's, oh no, <laughs> it, it just breaks my heart. I, like, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't care where you come from. I didn't even come from this country. That's fine. That's not a big deal. But the problem is, like, they try to portray it like, oh, it's a middle of the country farmer guy. Yeah. Uh, hello, <laughs> my name is that's Jack. That's uh, not. Uh, is that uh, your uh, Arnold? Is that your Arnold? That's my middle of country guy. No, that's my that's my middle ground between Arnold and uh, that's my middle ground between Arnold and wanting to be country guy. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jock. Whatever middle ground you're on, it's fallen out from under your feet. <laughs> I just really like that. I think you should do the rest of the show in that out accent. 
<laughs> and this outfit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, Maggie gets a thumbs down for me too. It was just um it was a lot of build up to no action. You know what I mean? The whole movie you're like, uh oh, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna just kidding, just kidding. Uh oh. And then, you know, the the cliched fade out at the end. You know, you never know you don't know what really happened. <laughs> That's exactly this is exactly what they want you to think happened, but you don't know. <laughs> Get online, jump on Twitter, jump on Facebook. Tell us what movie didn't we talk about? What TV show didn't we talk about? What did we? What disease didn't we talk about? That's right. Uh, let John know that he is wrong about World War Z or let me know that I'm wrong about World War Z and tell us why you're right. You can find us at facebook.com slash hysteria 51 podcast. And also on Twitter at Hysteria 51 Pod. And do us a favor. Head over to uh, iTunes and give us a rating. Uh, if you're, if you're really feeling saucy, give us a review. It helps, uh, other people discover, uh, the show. And we really appreciate that. So, uh, if you can, please head over there and at the very least, give us a rating. And while you're at it, Hop onto that Twitter. Let us know what other topics you want us to talk about. We're always looking for ideas on shows to do in the future. What we should have talked about on the shows we've already done in the past. What do you want to hear from David Pumpkins? I'm David Pumpkins. I think this is the last time we're inviting him on the show, John. He's coming back. I'm David Pumpkins. So I've been Brent. I am still John, who's a fan of World War Z. And I am, too, the book, The Good Version. And we will see you next time on Hysteria 51. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.